Mmm. Feeling good, Maddie. Mm-hmm. Five wins in a row. A signature victory over the San Antonio Spurs, and they just and they just now gutted out a tough overtime win on the road against the Pacers, their third game in four nights. <sighs> Maddie, Cavs got me feeling like, feeling like I got my strut back. A little bit, huh? If you know what I mean. I think I do. You know what? Gentlemen, if you're listening, uh, and ladies, if you're listening to this on your commute. Ladies. Come lady, on. Lady. No, lady. Listen, everyone. Just, it's time. You've earned this. Crank it up. It's time for some strutting music. the coast from Brooklyn. This is Pat McMenamin to San Francisco. It's Matt Younger. Say hello, Matty. Hey, Patty. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Hour. I'm strutting. I'm strutting, my friend. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Hour. We are two self-aware but unapologetic homers who spend far too much time watching, reading, and thinking about the Cavs, the Browns, and the Tribe. So if you like the informed, intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective, well, you've come to the right place. Oh, Matty. Are you feeling that strut too? Did you, I mean, I've, been, I've been waiting for this whole fucking year. I or feel some, pretty good. Some, some pretty good wins. It's just the way they're playing. Mm. A great win. Oh, Saturday, Saturday night was such a great win. And I was, you know, obviously I was very nervous. I was really worried I was going to have to lose this uh, strutting music to start the podcast if we had the pod after a game that we knew was going to be tough against the Pacers. The Pacers play us well. They are they match up against us well. Uh, and it was the third night, third game in four nights. Uh, you know, the Pacers. Yeah. We haven't won in we haven't won in Indiana in like since two thousand nine, I believe. Jesus, that's crazy, man. Long time. That's a long fucking time. Oh, so it, it was. It's it's basically the last time we potted, we had a loss, right? The Bulls. Yep. So we've had five straight wins. And not just five straight wins, but five straight wins where, like, the Cavs had these moments of just exhilaration and excitement that we've been missing and waiting for, right? You know, uh, it, it's just it's – it is so, so satisfying to have him back. Um, so, look, t- today in the rundown, we're going to do a quick overview of the Cavs' five-game winning streak. We'll talk about how much credit Tyron Lou deserves. Uh, a couple of things we've noticed about the big three this week. Kevin Love's renaissance. Uh, Kyrie and ball movement, LeBron setting picks, uh, plus a special edition of, well, I guess that an inaugural edition, an inaugural edition. Yeah, I think this is the first time we've done it. An inaugural edition of what the fuck is wrong with you? It's a good uh, one too. Uh, given to someone with a particularly indefensibly horrible take, and uh, I think he knows who he is. Uh, finally, we'll hit on a couple of Browns items for just just for fuck's sake, and a couple things going on, but. Um, 
Maddie, before the cops get you. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl's here, Patty, so things are a little crazy yeah. in San Francisco. I, I, I bet. I bet. Uh, and Maddie, anyone you wanted to kill this week? I have one name on my list. I'm curious if he's on your list. Uh, why don't you go first? Uh, so I'll just quickly from the games we had, nobody yes. on Minnesota I want to kill right now. They're, they're too young and nobody's driving me crazy. Nobody on Phoenix, which is a team in disarray and has fired Hornacek earlier yeah. today. Yep. A Detroit team who I used to hate. Nobody yep. on there really bugged me so much. Interesting. And normally the Spurs, I, uh, I like a lot and don't really hate them, but Mr. David West managed to, mm-hmm. to start to bump his way onto – I don't first- know the – in the first fucking minute. Yeah, first, first seconds. That was the first, first play of the game. First play of the game, he throws an elbow into Kevin Love's face and gets a technical. What yeah. a dick. What a he, fucking dick. He's an enormous asshole. He's such a huge asshole. It's one of those things where I'm kind of – like I, when we lost them the first time, I kept saying to myself, God damn, David West would have been perfect on this team. He really would have been. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were a perfect fit in this team. We almost had him, and he left us for them. At the same time, we did dodge a bullet, and I, uh, you know, I know you hate it. I hate it too. Having to start to root for a guy that you've always fucking hated, like having Perkins on our team last year. Yeah, exactly. Although Perkins, I kind of came to came to enjoy uh, in his own way, even though he was just awful. Um, yeah, I just it, he won me back when he when he when he just uh, the shoulder shiv to to Jay Crowder and yeah. knocked him on his ass. That went a long way. It went a long way. But David West, what a what a bitch. I, I don't like him. him. I, I, I don't him. like his complaining. No, God, huge complaining. Actually, it, 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 it turned itself around by the end of the game when Kyrie just kept smoking him, smoking yeah. him on multiple plays. David West got the foul each time. And each time he did one of those, like, where you, you just uh, you pull your arms together real quick. Like, like ah, yeah. fuck. <laughs> Both times. <laughs> got him. Kyrie got him. That was good. That was really good. Uh, I'm surprised, though, Maddie, that you – did not want to kill Marcus Morris. Oh, for his LeBron showdown? Oh, first of all, oh, I, maybe you missed something here. I might have missed a little bit of the first half. I think I was coming no, from work and had the, to listen to a chunk of the game. It was second half. Marcus Morris, most of the stuff was in the first half. Uh, uh, he was constantly grabbing LeBron, grabbing him, and then doing like the kind of like hook his arm and play around and, uh, and then and just start jabbing LeBron when LeBron was complaining. He's grabbing my arm. Like, you call me for the foul, but he was hooking my arm, that kind of thing. You know, it's a common play in basketball. It's a smart play. It's the kind of thing Delhi does to fuck people up, and everyone does it. It, it, it. Love does it. Love has it done to him. He does it to other people. Uh, but Marcus was just running his mouth the whole game, and eventually later in the game, he does it again, and that's when like, they get into each other's faces, and LeBron's really upset and all that stuff. But so that that alone was kind of annoying. I was getting a little annoyed. His like, I'm like, dude, you're fucking Marcus Morris. Shut the fuck up. You're not a great player. You're you know a pissant middle of the road decent guy who by being traded ruined his brother's career. Yeah. So just just calm the fuck down, dude. But uh, no, what what was what the biggest thing happened was uh, 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 we had a nice you know uh, pocket pass to Timo. Timo slowly gathered, went up for a big dunk. And uh, Marcus Morris came from the weak side behind uh, uh, Mazrum, surprised him, got a block, right? A, a, a good monster block, and, you know, Timo fell down. Immediately, Marcus Morris turns, stares down uh, Timo, standing over him, says something to him once, and then, again, points his face to him and, like, you know, like, like punches his face and says something like a second time. The kind of thing that, like, that's a, like, if a rest were paying attention at all, it's an instant technical foul. That's, it was, it yeah, was, that's it taunting. Was, 
it was it was like over the top taunting. And all the team wouldn't even see half. He was sitting down, like just upset because he fell down. He looked up and saw the guy at him, and he just you could it was great. The replay you see him say he just goes, "Oh, shut the fuck up." <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Oh, I was, think I do remember that. They didn't make a big deal about it on the they, broadcast, they though. Did they? Which drove me crazy because I was like, "What? What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> that was that was clear technical foul. You know, that was bad. You know, you know I, I, LeBron got fined for way less when he, you know, taunted uh, 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 what's the name of the playoffs? Uh, Noah. Yeah, it came Noah. So Marcus Morris, I, you know, I, we're doing our we did our power kill list earlier in the year. It's kind of hard to keep track of because you don't play the teams all the time, you know. But honestly, better for this the week, playoffs. Yeah, this week Marcus Morris and David West, I would kill in a fucking heartbeat. Mm, that's good. Um, what, what one brief uh, 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 before we move on to the actual uh, you know meat of the show? Uh, I had a lost Becca's balling moment in the Clippers game. Ooh, before the black firing, the black firing kind of threw everything off, and I and I forgot about it. Um, so yeah, she's been watching a little bit, but you know, not as frequently as before. But she occasionally sits down and has these immediate uh, uh, observations. So she's watching the Clippers game. She's just down. It's, within ten seconds, she just goes, "Who is that?" And I was like, "Who? What? Who, 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 that?" And she's like, "Yeah, that. I don't like his face." So exact words, which you know, uh, is a a very cogent point, uh, a Ned Sackman point about you know. Uh, one of sure. my friends talks about it's a reason to like, hate somebody. Reason to hate somebody. I don't like his face. You know who it was? Somebody on the Clippers. Yeah. Chris Paul. No. JJ Redick. Yes. <laughs> Good guess. Uh, instantly, just I, I, I don't like his face. I don't like that guy. Really? I thought who, you might be attracted that? to him. No, no. He because ha- he has he has the Duke rapist look on his face. You know. Whoa, those guys were exonerated. Probably. I know, I know, but like it's, it's, it's the whole point. The reason the reason that happened it was so believable, right? That's true. That's that's why that went down. It's because Duke Pete. Duke Pete Duke Are Catholic you suggesting that was a makeup call by the Duke prosecutor's office? Ah, <laughs> uh, no. I'm just saying it was more plausible because they were from Duke <laughs> and they had the Duke face. Uh, no offense, Kyrie, um, but you know Duke guys have a face. You, you don't. You're you know you're wonderful. Uh, all right, Maddie. Um, so, so big. Before we get into some of the games, some of our, our, our the big three stuff. I, I just think, I mean. Look, we, we, you know, that, that first loss against the Bulls is bad. Yeah, we, we talked about that, though. The they just the couldn't hit court. the broad side of a barn. Cavs were off the home court. I thought it was good that the Cavs were off the home court because I also didn't like – they couldn't hit the broad side of the barn, but I didn't like how they were playing. I didn't like how they were – you know, the effort they were giving after all the shit that happened because, you know, players to an extent, but whatever. Uh, uh, but five straight wins, uh, how much – how much – I mean, Maddie, do, do the Cavs look more connected to you? Is this all – is this, is this, is this Tyron Lou? Um, connected is interesting. I, I, I don't know about that yet. It seems like they're talking more. It seems like they're holding each other accountable a little more. Some people were upset by the LeBron, uh, TT, Kyrie yeah, yelling what, match. At, what, what did you make right, of that? Right before halftime. Uh, I like it. I think, I mean, I like, I'm fine with LeBron holding people accountable. That's part of what he should do. But I also like guys biting back at him. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think and, that's a big and me, part. And let, me, and let me just interrupt you to, to just to give context to what we're talking about. Uh, uh, at the end of the first half of uh, the Pistons game, uh, uh, Kyrie got picked. TT switched off onto, um, what's his name, Reggie Jackson. And Reggie blew past him. Not blew past him. It wasn't a wide open layup, you know, but he, he, had, he had a lead on him and he sneaked up the, the, the layup for, for the goal. 
you know, LeBron, I thought, uh, rotated late. Should have rotated earlier to help. Like, what was he going to do? Worry, worry about Andre Drummond taking a jump shot from the from the free throw line? He should have rotated like heavily. Uh, uh, he didn't basket, and then LeBron shoot him out. TT barked back, and eventually, like Kyrie came in and played a uh, peacekeeper. Yeah, he was like, no, no, he just kept patting to his, his own chest, like it was it was my bad or this or that or whatever. And they had this long conversation that like didn't finish before they went to commercials. Anyway, you were saying you like that you like that TT talks back to LeBron. I do. Yeah. I think, and, and I think uh, LeBron being held accountable is something that has to happen. I, so I mentioned to you right beforehand, after the game today, there was an interview with uh, J.R. Smith was interviewed by the mm. NBA TV guys. Mm-hmm. And they sort of asked them, like, what's, what's different with the new coach? And he, there are two things that stood out to me. One, he's talked about um, knowing about how much to push guys in practice because he used to be a player. Right. To himself. Like he said that particularly, which is something we'd heard that LeBron wanted to be coached by a former player. And there's things that Blatt didn't get. Now, interesting, considering that I didn't love how Lou used the bench tonight, given yeah. that his players were tired. We don't have to get into that now. But but that was a – like JR quickly pointed that out. And the other thing he said explicitly was he holds us all accountable. So if we're watching film, he'll get on LeBron, he'll get on Kyrie, he'll get on Kevin um, if they're making a mistake. And then you can't help but – but hold up your end if the stars are getting treated like that. And he mm. actually referenced Popovich and the Spurs in particular mm. as an example of Duncan gets yelled at by Pop the same way everybody else does, and it's impossible not to fall in line. When That's fascinating. Happening. I missed that. That's amazing. And I, I always thought that was amazing – or not amazing, a really good thing about Pop is that, is that that was his philosophy. He was even harder on the stars so that everyone else fell in line. Right, and, and the, now a big part of that was Duncan the, allowed that to exactly, happen. Exactly, exactly. The stars responded to it. Um, so that'll be interesting. So I think that's, you know, together, I'm, I don't know about that. Because we talked about that. They always seem like sort of a bunch that got along with each other mm-hmm. and had fun together. But I think that next level, it's almost a deeper level of trust where you can be critical mm-hmm. and, and still trust that things are okay and it's, you know, you're not going to get traded or things aren't falling apart. It's like a relationship thing, you know? Yeah. But, but what do you think of the, of the Windhorse uh, 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 low pot, uh, low podcast? I'm sorry. I, I think of low, I say podcast uh, uh, piece they had out today. Did you see this, this piece with him and McMenamin about the players only meeting? Yeah. The players only meeting that they had immediately after learning that Vlad had been fired. They had this airing of grievances, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got a lot of problems with you, Kevin. It sounded like uh, that. Yeah, it, 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 people just started like you know the, the big three apparently spearheaded it and started out by saying uh, exp- you know uh, expressing their own shortcomings, but using it as a way to like get out there what the, pro- the, the what they expected from everybody else and people started you know getting into it. It was you know it was contentious at points, uh, uh, but it, it, it painted for me the picture of a team that was like together on the surface but not really deep. Mm-hmm. And so that, like, to me, that's that's the whole connectedness thing that people mock with uh, David Griffin. But I, 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 not being on the inside of the locker room, the more I read, the more it makes sense to me. I think so too. And the other thing it's easy for us to overlook is this team's been together for a year and a half. Yeah. And chopped up with injuries through through lots of that. That Golden State team's been together for four years. The principles. Hmm. Something like that. San Antonio team's been together for two decades. I mean, that's not totally true, but for a long time. At least the core guys, the leaders, right? Yeah. The tone. That, that takes time. 
Um, and that, that trust doesn't build overnight. It's a, it's a cliche thing and kind of got overlooked when uh, the Celtics put their big three that first year. But yeah. didn't happen right away in Miami. They had to go through that period of time. And maybe that's just where we're at. Yeah, it wasn't until. But it's what? a healthy step to take. Exactly, and it wasn't until what the, the 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 second playoffs in Miami that like they really started to click on offense for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that's something to look forward to. Um, uh, one other thing to, to mention about the 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 that are, the series of articles about uh, Tyron Lue's coaching style. Chris Haynes had another piece. Uh, Chris Haynes is, is clearly got. Uh, he's clearly becoming a. Uh, at least he's got the ear of the players. Right, the players are coming to him with a lot of their gripes because he, I think, he writes these pieces that are favorable to their point of view. Yes, I agree with that. That's the political way I'll put it. Because I, I, I really do like a lot of uh, uh, Chris Haynes' reporting. He does tend to get a little bit carried away sometimes with uh, uh, player advocacy, a little bit. But that being said, he had these long quotes from Mo Williams about what he likes about Tyron Lue is how he knows that he's not going to be in the game. That's fine. So that he can like just check out, like if something like basically you're saying I'm gonna this way I know I'm not gonna be in the game. Oh great, I can sort of check out and like not get into the game as much. I'm like, I mean, maybe he just was, was was wording it poorly. Like I get the emotion part of it of like knowing you're not gonna be in the game. Mm-hmm. You prepare yourself differently to be engaged with your teammates and, and the strategy and supporting them and not worrying so much about what you're gonna do when you get out there because you're not gonna be out there that night. Um. Except, you know, I guess yeah. that makes sense. If, if, if you can trust your coach, you're not going to be in the game. If he tells you you're going to be a DMP before the game, you know, unless someone gets injured. And then, of course, that's a strange thing, and you just, you know, get yourself up for it in the moment. It just seemed odd. Like, I, this, I mean, this is why, you know, Scott Robb does not like Mo Williams. He's fragile, emotional. Yeah, I mean, it's also why in the offseason we said we don't take need a meeting with Mo and walk away. It's why he <laughs> yeah. signed for the money that he signed for. You know, he's not – a core part of the rotation of this team in the playoffs. Yeah. He's a nice piece to have on the bench, and I would have been happy last year to have him coming off our bench against the Warriors after Kyrie went down, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. But that's the role he's going to play. Yep. yep. And part of that is his actual play, and part of that is his mentality, I think. Completely agree. Uh, Matt, let's move on to uh, the, the Kevin Love, the Love renaissance. He's back, huh? Speaking uh, he, of strutting. He, he's back strutting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maddie, uh, anything to take back uh, that you've said to me? Any 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 mean things you've said to me about Kevin Love in the context of Kevin Love? Mean things I've said to you about Kevin Love? Yeah, you've been really mean. I mean, I've... <laughs> do I feel less worried about him and his place on the team after this? Yes, week? yes. And, and, uh, so you, you don't feel any more any less scorn for my takes on Kevin Love. Um, that maybe he was being used, just used wrong. That he'll as long. Oh, as I would say you shots. are winning. You are winning this bet so far. <laughs> ah. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. But as long you, as you're willing to admit to me that I was right, not to be so worried after the Warriors game. Oh, oh yeah, oh no, no absolutely, absolutely. I, I will admit that. Uh, uh, it, it's, it's. Uh, it, I don't. I, I'll admit anything right now. It's very nice to hear you say <laughs> that I'm right. It's very nice to hear you say I'm right. I, I will. I will. I will concede a lot of ground. Just to get that. As of uh, now, you are winning the bet. And I, I yeah. actually, the game that made me really <laughs> feel it was the Pistons game. Mm, honestly, yeah. he looked great. 
Because that was a team that he'd really struggled against the first go around when when they lost that game. And Mm -hmm. I was particularly critical of him then that he just got beat up by that front court, which is a good front court, but not great. And if he can't hang with that, what value does he have? He had a great game. Interestingly, he had a tough time against the Pacers tonight. He had a great game, but he had a couple of those like old, those bad old Kevin moments, right? Mm -hmm. Where he flopped for fouls and didn't get them called and whined about it. Uh, a couple times he was right. Like one time, just you know, he was just being like mauled on the in court pass, and I, I still don't understand how there was no foul call. The guy had two hands around his waist and was throwing him to the ground. He was so bad. Nothing called. I think yeah, it's re- like you're actually like stop bitching, Kevin Love. Get up. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's an attitude thing. I think it's a personality thing. And they go like, ah, fuck you, Kevin. I they probably don't like his haircut either. <laughs> it's the Frodo haircut's got to go. It's just got to go. Uh, but anyway. Um, it, there was an excellent Kevin Pelton piece, uh, and I want to get. I that get really was a great. That was a great piece. Yeah, it, it synthesized the stats. I feel like I've been talking about for a while, and, and Maddie, I want you to take on a couple of the big takeaways. Uh, uh, this first one, I, I, I don't need your take on because we talked about it before. He he makes everyone better shooters, even if he's missing. And I've always said like he just needs to make shots. He doesn't even even if he's not making shots, he makes everyone better around him. So we you know, we covered that part uh, uh, last week, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to, the, the best quote in the piece was about his defense. Yeah, this, that was super interesting. Our friends have been harping on this, uh, 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 you know, about his defense. Uh, you know, those, those horrible vines from the Spurs game. There was a horribly embarrassing vine in the, in the Golden State blowout where he just looked ridiculous. Um, but the, the quote was this. One explanation is that the things Love does well defensively don't translate to video. And that is fascinating to me. So I'll back that up with, with some of these Pelton stats uh, before you respond, Matty. Defensively, ESPN's real plus minus ranks love 14th defensively among power forwards, and two, all power forwards, uh, and 2.3 points per 100 possessions better than the average player. Uh, when, and then when Love teams up with Tristan Thompson, instead of Team of Mozgov, the team allows 97.9 points per 100 possessions. That's 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 good. That's really really good. If you don't know the stats, that's a really good rating. Anything under 100 points, 100 points per 100 possessions is really good. Uh, also, Cleveland rebounds 79.9 percent of opponents missed shots when Love is on the court, which will be the second highest mark in NBA history after this year's Spurs. God damn it! It's like crazy. <laughs> Two fucking historic teams we have to play against. So so, Maddie. He has this clear good defense. You see these few moments. We saw a good moment tonight where he where he blocked the shit out of uh, who was it? Paul he George. Paul George. He blocked the shit out of Paul George. Yeah. He ate uh, uh, a Ginobili's lunch and then blocked him later uh, yeah. in the first game. He has, and I kept saying that against the Mavericks, he had this great play where he switched on to uh, uh, Darren Williams, who later torched Tristan Thompson and stuck with him and forced him a bad shot. Like Kevin Love. I think he's a good defender. I'm going to say it. Yeah, and I think the other one thing they cite is that he doesn't foul a lot, which of course yeah, doesn't yes. get uh, – Yes. That of course doesn't show up on highlights. Mm-hmm. Not fouling doesn't show up, but that is valuable. Although, incidentally, he had a dumb foul at the second half of overtime in this game and also got things that do show up on video, got burnt on a drive to the hole by Jordan Hill. Oh, big time. big time. He had, he had a couple of really bad positions. He will get exposed like that because he, he isn't that – <laughs> quick but i'm impressed by his ability to get himself in a good position he's smart he gets another good position to be when he's in position and not recovering and not scrambling to recover he kind of does okay on occasion will make some good plays like i feel like i feel 
fingers crossed, I feel like Kevin Love can hang in most lineups. I I don't want to say against the Spurs and the uh, uh, I mean clearly against the Spurs, but Timmy Duncan. Spurs, I feel better. I feel better about honestly. Certainly, although again, Tim Duncan wasn't out there. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, uh, but with the, with the Warriors, I I still feel like he looked so bad because of the way we played him, and maybe that was Blatt. It was such a weirdly aggressive thing that mm-hmm. didn't make sense. And I feel like if we play a little more straight up, that. Love isn't going to be so bad, but we'll, we'll 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 have to see about that. Or get serious about playing him at center. Yeah, well, I'm getting I'm getting ahead of myself here. I'm sorry. Uh, 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 so it, right. it, it, it is a fascinating anything thing. Else to say about defense? Anything else to say about defense? About, about Kevin Love and defense? Only it's a, a very interesting. This is a hard thing because it's yeah. a this is don't trust your eyes. Yeah. Uh, and that's a fascinating thing about analytics, right? That yeah. they can tell us something that we would not pick up on our own usually. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's super interesting and something to watch. I think there's something to it. I feel like he's been. I mean, this is a whole thing. Like, yes. if we're supposed to not, if we're supposed to take evidence that is stuff we can't see with our eyes, then what is the point of reporting on things that we can see with our eyes? That's a tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it does feel like he has been more engaged defensively, if I can use that phrase. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Certainly, in the last week, uh, uh, he just looks like he has more energy on the court. But even when he didn't have the energy on the court, I feel like he was—he's smart to put himself in the right position to not be. You know, you don't have to be a world beater on defense if you're in the right position. Yeah, that's, that's right. Enough. He's a—he's a, he's a six foot—he's six foot ten, right? He's a big guy. That's mm-hmm. you know, being in the right position is 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 half the job. Uh, and I feel like most of the time he is, except if when he's put in motion, then he gets exposed a little bit. Right. Uh, all right. So, so I was getting ahead of myself. The idea that Kevin Love can't help us beat the Spurs or the Warriors. So, uh, um, so there were some more Pelton stats uh, that he uh, uh, put out in this piece. You guys, if you haven't read it, you got to read this. Uh, in the two losses to the Warriors, the Cavaliers were outscored by 15.2 points per possession per 100 possessions with Love on the court. That's bad. But it was 27.1 points per 100 possessions without Love. So. He clearly has a good impact on the Cavs, even against the, the Warriors. Uh, and the 101 minutes, uh, uh, the, James, the James Love front court, where, where James is at the four and Love is at the five, um, they've outscored opponents by 21.9 points per under possessions. Now, Blatt never used this combination against uh, the Spurs, uh, although I think Lou used it briefly. Um, but I don't remember when. I don't, I don't, I don't have the stats on that because this, this article was written before the Spurs game. Um, uh, he did. He he used his lineup for two minutes against the Warriors during the blowout. During this, in those two minutes, we scored them by two points. But this front court played against the Warriors, Maddie, for seven minutes on Christmas Day and played. Mm-hmm. And again, it was really close. So that's interesting to me. We did actually try Love at the five, LeBron at the four. That crazy small ball lineup we were talking about. I hope they don't, you know, reveal too much kind of thing. Uh, and they were able to hang with them. Um, yeah, how do you feel about Kevin Love at the five against Golden State and the Spurs? First, 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 the Spurs and then Golden State. I think I feel better about it against Golden State, and certainly I, the lineup of death still State. worries. Yes, Golden State when they've got Bogut Nazili in at center, right? Mm-hmm. It still worries me a little for the lineup of death with Draymond at center. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the four small guys, I still worry about him there a little bit, but that's a very specific lineup that you have to have a very specific matchup with. For like bulk of gameplay, I feel better saying he can play 
30 to 35 minutes against that team. Right. Um, if we're using him very carefully in, in, in the matchups he should be against. The Spurs, um, I'm – I don't think I want to do that when Duncan and when the Twin Towers are in the game, right? Yeah. I don't like that at the against Duncan Aldridge because I don't think LeBron can hang there. Mm-hmm. But if they start to go Diaw at power forward mm-hmm. and whoever at center, then I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with Love playing Aldridge or I mean Duncan. He, I don't know. He, he, I, I'm not worried about Love playing him, honestly. Playing Duncan? Yeah, at this point. I mean, I wouldn't take that matchup one on one all the time, but it's not going to kill us. Do you feel like Duncan uh, uh, Love is the right matchup as opposed to uh, Aldridge Love? If we were playing in what in what context? Who's who's the well, other big sorry, guy there sorry. with him? Uh, the one time we played him, we played uh, the Spurs with Duncan. Uh, we, we exclusively matched up Love on Duncan and TT on Aldridge. Is that the think, right right the right matchup? You think? I think I prefer that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Aldridge is the more dangerous offensive player. And TT's the better defender, certainly the better one-on-one defender. Yeah. I, He's I, longer. I, I don't know. I think that's the right, I, I, the right I, matchup. I, I, I do feel like you're right about that. I, I, I wonder about it, but um, but I think I do think you're right. Um, yeah, I, no, I, 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 if, if we don't have the Twin Towers out there, I like the idea of trying to sneak in love at the five uh, in a lot of lineups. I feel like... There's no one else who can really punish, say, LeBron or Love in the yeah. post uh, besides Duncan and Aldridge, right? Um, yeah, I mean, D.L. can play in the post. We saw him abuse Richard Jefferson oh, yeah. down there. But I don't think – I think LeBron can handle his big ass. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. By the way, um, did you uh, – <laughs> this is a little off topic, but uh, Barkley did a podcast with Simmons last week and oh, yeah? said said that – Tim Duncan is done. He was like, Tim Duncan is as done as Kobe is. It's just that Kobe's, that Kobe's on a crappy team and Duncan's on a good team. And if Duncan <laughs> had to carry a team the way Kobe does, you'd know that he was just as done too. Wow. I don't see I, that. No. Honestly, honest, stat-wise, he's been down, sure. But like I, the one time I saw him was against the Cavs. He looked fucking great. Yeah. I, I, I thought – I didn't know what, what Barkley was talking about. And Simmons didn't give him that hard a time about it, but – just in case Barkley's right, keep an eye on that. I guess. I, 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 yeah, that would be nice. Um, that that is not bow well, Maddie. For my my, uh, I feel like my my main path for the Cavs winning the title is for the Spurs to somehow figure out Golden State, so we don't have to, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that we can that we can take on a a beaten and battered old Spurs team in the finals. That may be our only chance. Well, it's amazing uh, how quick narratives change. Oh yeah, from from us getting blown out by the Warriors, and it's you know and firing Blatt and it's just Armageddon to feeling pretty good right now. And meanwhile, the Spurs in the span yep. of a week got blown out uh, Twice. by the Warriors and by us. Yeah. And in the meantime, uh, <laughs> Blake Griffin punched his trainer. Uh, it wasn't the same guy that he grabbed. That, that, you, if you see this, this, this vine of uh, there's some uh, trainer, uh, uh, this is like from weeks ago. Uh, there's some trainer on the Clippers who's like, you know, working, some guy's leg or whatever on, on, on the bench. Uh, Blake's sitting next to the guy. And Blake just kind of like slowly gr- moves over, grabs the guy's head, and just pulls it and, and shoves it towards his cross like he's going to make him blow him. Have you ever seen this? <laughs> no, I bet it is the same guy, though. It's got to be the same guy. It's one of those just, just like jerky things that like makes Blake you know, hilarious, but makes you also understand why everyone in the league fucking hates him. Apparently, 
Apparently, he's one, isn't he one of the most hated guys in the league? Griffin? Kind of hurt by yes. Players. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, anyway, uh, I just found that interesting. Um, let's move on to Kyrie, shall we? Yeah, let's. Uh, Kyrie in ball movement is where I, I want to go. Before I ask you my, 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 main, my main question here, I want to get in some breaking news. Ooh, what, what is it? About, about Kyrie Irving. Um, I'm hoping you might be able to tell me more about this, Maddie. but um, there's breaking news. Kyrie Irving is in love. What? Uh, recently posted to Instagram is a picture of him with his new girlfriend, Kelani, who is a Bay Area-based R&B singer, I think. Oh. She was, she was on America got, uh, America's Got Talent. I don't know anything about this. I got to do some research. Are you kidding me? God damn. I should have just talk- – I, I, I didn't think I had to ping you. You're, you're the, the players' wives. Uh, 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 yeah, I, I like that. I'll, I'll, I'm behind. I'll do some oh research. Oh, my God, this, yes. this is a little disturbing, though, Pat. Because cause she's from the fucking Bay Area. Well, that, set that aside for a moment, and let's just get personal here. Yeah. Kyrie, well, just, Ky- Kyrie just had a baby. What happened to baby mama? What? Yeah, I don't understand. What's going on? Did you, I mean, seriously, he had a baby in August, in September? Yeah. It was super recently, named her after his mom. Mm, I'll do some research and report back next time, but this I find this disturbing on many levels. But I, I was checking to make sure, like, it was, was out of date in this, but the article was from, like, today, uh, uh, talking about this. He was recently posting some, like, love poem type was shit. It, to, to was it real week? Real weak love poems? Yeah. It wasn't his love poems. It was somebody else's. He was, he was quoting somebody else. So it wasn't like terrible. Yeah. But it was, you know, it, it, it's a guy who's posting love poem quotes on Instagram. That is pretty weak, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think we can't agree on that. I don't like any of this. I'll do some research and, and report back, Patty. But I'm disturbed. Maddie, the main thing I want to find out from you, is she Kim Basinger from The Natural? Oh. That's what you need to know. Yeah. The fact that it's from the Bay Area does not bode well. No, the people out here don't really care, so. Yeah, she's a plant. Stiggy and I were talking about the fact that we really need to just find a way to, like, you know, uh, 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 get somebody to break up um, Steph Curry's marriage and just, just find some way to fuck with him. <laughs> the that's, a whole the- no- that's a whole other level. Yeah, I just feel like we, we kind of have to, you know, I'm sorry. I, I know they have a beautiful family and a wonderful life, but something's more important in life than Maddie. <laughs> well, I will do some research, Patty. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. I, 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 I'm happy to. Um, so, uh, 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 love life aside, are you at all worried about Kyrie right now? No. Good. No. There's, there's some things he's got to work out, and I think he's still getting himself back into – the flow and the team still figuring itself out and everybody's settling into their roles. And I think him probably last of all, cause he's still playing catch up a little bit, but I am not worried. Um, I mean, if he's I think, playing like exactly like this in May, I'll be a little worried. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I mean, I, I think you and I are both uh, advocates for ball movement and less. I, yes. so, uh, you know, interestingly Kyrie himself uh, uh, is, is, you know, in favor of less ISO, right? Sort of. Uh, supposedly. Um, but, you know, I mean, for example, it, just, 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 just hours before Blatt's firing, uh, he was talking about his, you know, against the Clippers, they started pushing the ball a little bit more. And his quote was, I just read, I'm sorry, I've just tried to make a conscious effort 
to get it up the court, whether we have numbers or not, just getting it up and we get to flow better, we flow a little bit better, we look like a better team when we're playing better. When we're playing slow, it gets into isolation basketball, and we want to stay away from that. When we're passive and we become stagnant and it becomes isolation in basketball, we're not really good. We're good when we're moving the basketball. It doesn't matter who's getting the shots. We're all creating for one another. And we look like a team that has a sense of urgency. When we come out and our body movement is really slow and lethargic, I mean, Coach Blatt comments on it all the time, and we agree with him. We just have to make that conscious effort no matter if it's a back-to-back, no matter who we're playing against. We have to play the exact same way, find that consistency. And when we do, we're really, really fucking good. We're really good. It doesn't matter who we're playing against. We're playing like that. It's hard to beat us. That was a great quote I heard before Black got fired, the day that Black got fired, uh, which was encouraging. But then, Maddie. Yeah. Uh, three, piece, three days later. Three days later, there's this stat in the Cavs locker room that Ty Lu put up pointing out that they make 20%, 27% of their shots without a pass. That, that is bad <laughs> for you. For the initiate out there, 27% is bad. They make 32% of their shots with one pass. That's also pretty bad. They make 40% of their shots following two passes and 52% of their shots to three passes. I mean... Uh, Open make, and you, shut case. Well, yeah, you can, you, can, you can pick that stat apart. But first, Kyrie's response when he's told this, you know, asked about the stat on the board, says, I guess it's an important stat. When you have players like we do on this team, I mean, honestly, that doesn't take away my freedom or what I feel like coming over half court. I'm making the best decision for the team and myself coming up and being aggressive. One pass, two passes, three passes. If we get no passes and someone hits a shot, then I mean, I'm still cool with it. As long as it's in the rhythm and I feel like it's a good shot, I have confidence no matter how many passes. That's an interesting, that's an interesting stat, though. So <laughs> does that concern you? Given some of the way you've seen the Kyrie do sometimes, right, where he just dribbles, 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 when he does that, as he did at the end of the game today. A couple of I, times earlier, too. I could, yes. I could have murdered him. He has uh, a lot all game. All game he's doing that shit. He would do this thing where he'd just, draw, he'd just drive the guys and fall on the floor, and they would steal the ball. He had like four turnovers. The guys picked his pocket because he was dribbling too much. Okay, sorry, go ahead. So I don't like that. If, mm-hmm. he, if the thing is Lou wants him to push the ball, especially in transition, is get out ahead, and if you can mm-hmm. get to the rim, get to the rim, I'm fine with that. Um. But unless we're I – don't, I don't like him doing the solo dribbling act. I don't yeah. think that does anybody good. He gets too cute with it sometimes, gets super fancy with the handle and ends up mm-hmm. sort of going nowhere. It's like a running back just juking around in the backfield and running himself backwards. It, I don't like that at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping that's not what he means. I'm hoping it's just the former, which is push the pace, be aggressive. If you have opportunities to get the ball to the hole, do it. Um, but not, not how it manifests itself a lot of times. That's bad basketball. Yeah. And it's bad. It's bad when he does it. It's bad when LeBron does it both. Now on the flip side, I would say there's something to this. I think that Kyrie seems to get the idea of all of the importance of ball movement. What he's trying to say is, um, I'm a confident guy. If I get that open shot, I'm going to go. If we get the one pick and I pull up and I have a nice shot at the corner at the elbow, I'm going to nail that shot like 70% of the time. That's a great shot to take. Yes, right? he's the right 5%. about that. He's right about that. Who gives a shit? That, that, and honestly, people forget this about, about the, the, the Warriors because they're such a great passing team. Um, like half their game is just 
Curry, Draymond pick and rolls, and Curry takes a shot. Because it's Curry, and he hits almost everything. It's terrifying. Yeah. You, don't, you don't notice it as much. The one thing I will say for Curry is, and this is what I want to kind of get into with, with, with Kyrie, is can we see Kyrie use like Curry? I don't know if we can because I don't think Kyrie has the same confidence in his shot that Curry does, particularly his deep shots. Like he, he will occasionally do – Kyrie will occasionally hit that, that deep shot, whereas Curry will take it any time. Yeah, I mean – he, I'll, I'll answer that. He doesn't have the confidence in it that Curry does because nobody does because Curry's does. the best shooter in history. In history, ever. Um, but but the same time, he, he should the same get more time, confident in his shot, and we could got, do some, a light version of that for sure. I feel, like, I feel like Kyrie is holding Curry up as a, well, I, I can't play like that, so I can't shoot like that. He, tonight against the Pacers, he passed up a ton of three-point shots. Like, I don't care if he's missing. Just take it. Just take it. Just fucking yeah. take it. He probably should be taking those. He's taking so many more deep twos, which I guess he feels more comfortable with because they're shorter and they're easier. But frankly, those misses are so much more costly than a miss and a three. You know, Uh, uh, he's 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 got to start taking more threes. I feel like and get more because he's more in rhythm. Yeah, his his three stroke is not back yet. No, it's definitely not back yet. And the thing is, the way Curry plays, he runs so much off the ball. Constant running, guys are terrified to lose him. Terrified to lose him. It warps defenses. Uh, I, I like the phrase that um, Kevin Pelton had, I think, in his uh, piece on, on Kevin Love. Kevin Love, even if he's not hitting shots, he has gravity. Yeah, right. As a player, you got, yeah, he goes to the he goes to three point line. Guys get pulled away from the paint because they're freaked out about him. Right? They're terrified. I mean, even uh, uh, our, our one of our nemesis, the top of the kill list. Uh, um, on the Bulls, uh, what's his name? He's injured for the rest of the year. Um, Joe Kim Noah? Joe Kim Noah. It has said several times about how the challenge of guarding a guy like Kevin Love, that he's so used to having one assignment going inside when he's guarding a guy like that, all of a sudden he has to change his way of defending to run out. And he's, he's, he doesn't feel comfortable being in no man's land. Like, that's what Curry does to, to, to offenses. And that's partly why I think the only offense, defense you can play against him is to kind of play him straight up and just let him go off because – the way he warps the defense is even worse. Um, but Kyrie can do that. Um, but, it, you know, it, and what I'm getting at is when I see Curry displaying his ball handling, it's, it's in short spurts. It's yep. catching the ball off the dribble and then doing two things and people are like, whoa, where'd you go? Whereas Kyrie's doing it from the beginning. And he's doing it for like 15 seconds. So people are getting used to the rhythm a little bit and it's less – devastating whereas if you're getting in movement you know the, you're con- you know he's getting the ball in motion then doing his then doing his stuff we got to get Kyrie moving and I, I, do you think it's going to happen mm, i don't know that it'll happen this year honestly yeah i don't know I, it, that takes it, time. It, again, it, it takes time for teams to evolve into this stuff right the warriors are better now yeah. than they were last year and they were two years ago in part because their players improved but in part because they figured out how to play with each other and utilize their skills best. And that stuff takes time. I don't think it's necessarily a judgment on anybody that it doesn't happen right away. Yeah. yeah and uh, that anybody includes the coach. I think you're right. Um, one thing I've noticed, uh, pace and defense, right? Pace, they've been talking about pushing the pace. The pace has actually not been faster. It's been a few possessions slower per game, fewer possessions per game. But as again, yeah, apparently it's been like it was like ninety five before, and now it's been like ninety three in the last six games. That's weird. 
I think it's not that surprising. I think the difference is that we're pushing off of misses more. Um, but uh, we are slowing it down late in the games. We're slowing it down uh, when we're tired. Um, and I think, again, it's not about getting more shots up. It's just about getting into the offense earlier. Yes, I, I agree I, with that. And I, so I think, I think that's a – And Lou has said as much, I think. Exactly. So I, I think the whole – I think there's been a clear change in pace without it showing up in the possessions per game. But one thing I have noticed is that our defense has been slipping. Uh, from a field goal percentage standpoint. Tyron mm-hmm. Lou says he doesn't go by field goal percentage. He goes by three-point percentage, which is interesting. I guess his, his argument is that if a team has a high three-point percentage, it means that we got broken down inside and gave up a lot of open looks uh, on three-point line. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about how the defense has been um, lately? I... Um... I don't think it's 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 not where it was when we were in the playoffs last year. Clearly, mm-hmm. um, I think I'm comfortable with it though in the context of the offense that we're running, um, yeah. and players getting used to. I think feel like some of what we've seen on defense has been guys uh, a little gassed. Mm-hmm. Completely agree, and just not being able. So I I think the defense can come around. I think those principles are there. I like that we brought in Longabardi to focus on that, so Lou can do some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not I'm not worried. It needs to take a step up in the playoffs, but honest, I mean it's the middle of January or not? It's, it's February now, but there's a long time to go, and I'm okay with not 100 uh, balls out effort all the time on defense like we're going to need in the playoffs. I think they. This team has that in their DNA. I think they can get back to that. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not freaked out about it at all. Completely agree. Um, all right, let's move on to the, the last uh, of the big three, uh, LeBron. Um, I'm going to focus on his sort of – I want to say reinvention because I feel like I've never seen this. I, I didn't watch him on the Heat as much, obviously, because I fucking hated him when he was on the Heat. Um, but I just don't remember seeing him – run be the role man in the pick and roll as often as I've seen him over the past five games. Mm-hmm. Particularly setting so many picks. Now uh, I, you know, a friend of ours who I'll get into in a second has pointed out how LeBron is not setting very good picks. And I agree, but I think that's to be expected given the fact that he hasn't been setting picks his entire fucking career. Correct. That's never been a skill he's needed. But why not? What the fuck? Yeah. It's, I mean, oh, we should use it all the time. I mean, does anyone not think that LeBron should be better than Draymond Green in the same fucking role of setting picks for a Kyrie Irving? He should 100% be. This should be like 50% of our offense. Now, one of the, th- one of the advantages that, that Draymond brings to that role yeah. is that he's got power forwards guarding him usually. That's true. That's right? true. So that helps. And LeBron usually has whoever the team's best perimeter defender is on him who mm-hmm. can do a little bit better in pick and rolls. Like that's one of the reasons Draymond's – so valuable is because he's doing that at the four. And even if we move LeBron over to the four, it's not going to be a traditional four guarding him. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the one thing I'll say, but defender aside, I agree with you hundred percent. Cause these are two of the best finishers in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Kyrie and LeBron driving towards the basket. For sure. And also the, I feel like the more LeBron does it, LeBron is a smart enough player that he's going to get better at it. Right. I, I was watching tonight. They were and importantly, weird. you should get him rolling, get the defense reacting and then freaking out. Yeah. And then LeBron 
Pat, one of the highest IQ players in NBA history, would, mm-hmm. knows knows what to do with the ball in that situation. And when you have three point shooters, when you have Delhi Smith, even Shumpert out there around him, Kevin Love, um, that's deadly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which brings me, Maddie, uh, to our very special. If you've been sticking with us, you're you're, you're up in for a special treat. Uh, a, a a very special. What the fuck is wrong with you? What I gotta get ready to start laughing. What the fuck is wrong with you? 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 Okay, so arguing about how LeBron sets picks and whether we should be encouraged. Uh... Our good friend, the vile Stiggy Thins, uh, texted me about LeBron, about how he sets picks and whether we should be encouraged by this. So I, was, I was saying to him, we should be encouraged by this, right? He says, he's a selfish player with a low basketball IQ. <laughs> so I do what you just did. I laugh at him and I say a lot of mean things. Uh, I, I just say, I just, you know. I just call him an idiot a bunch of times. I, I can't take you seriously. This is the dumbest thing I've, I think I've, I've ever texted, and you done texted me a lot of dumb things. Um, uh, you know, but but I will give him this. He 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 gives me this list to justify his take. And, and to be clear, uh, I, I told him in advance we were going to be doing this, and uh, you know and I, that we would not be giving him a chance to respond. <laughs> no, we don't want to go down that hole. We don't have time for this shit, Stiggy. Uh, uh, at some point, though, if you're a good sport about it, we'll we'll, we'll bring you in. Uh, he, he gives us a list to justify his take that LeBron James has a low basketball IQ. He quotes, and this, I'm, I'm quoting this verbatim uh, from our texting uh, uh, chain. Quote, low IQ things that LeBron does every single game. Settles for outside, sorry, so, settles for bad outside shots, especially heat checks. Takes ill-advised fadeaways in the post when he should just put his shoulder down. Sets terrible picks on pick and roll. Plays way too much ISO, killing the offensive rhythm and making his shooters go cold. Posting up way too high, then having to pound the ball all the way to the paint. Always insisting on taking the shot at the end of halves and games, which is always a bad fadeaway. Absolutely no mid-range jumper, which is easy money out there. Um, uh, These are a lot of good points about some of the shortcomings in LeBron James' game. It's, in fact, a, a complete laundry list of the only things wrong. <laughs> yeah, and Bron- even a couple of those I would disagree with. Yeah, uh, which ones would you disagree with? Let's, 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 go, let's, let's start right there. I don't think LeBron always insists on taking the shot at the end of halves and games. I agree. And, and more importantly, that shot is not always a bad fadeaway. It is sometimes, and you notice mm-hmm. that because mm-hmm. it's terrible. Yeah. But I've noticed him taking the ball to the rack a lot at the end of games. Yeah, it's a classic fallacy. We, we notice things when they stand out. Yes, Right, we know. Prestige should know better than this, too. By the way, but. we notice bad things happening. There's a full moon out. Doesn't mean that it's because it's the full moon. That's that's. I feel like what's going on here a little bit. Uh, he sets terrible picks on pick and rolls. Yeah, because he never sets picks on pick and rolls. Yes, he's a bad pick setter. I don't know that that yeah. means he has a low basketball IQ. And I think he can get better at that. Given more, uh, you know, actual experience doing it. Right, uh, his jump shot's not great right now. I don't think that's because he has a bad, ba- a low basketball IQ. And I, I just agree with the heat checks. Heat checks. I'm sorry. If you're feeling it and you're hot, do it. Take one shot. If you miss it, then you're done. It's done. It's one shot. It's one shot. Yes. If you're I agree. fucking hot, then you get. I mean. The 48 special game he had was a, it was a constant heat check. 
We don't win that game or go to the finals if LeBron doesn't do heat checks. Take a look at – well, we'll get to his list of players, but almost every one of those we, we, does, does we, heat we, checks. Uh, you're getting ahead of yourself. You're getting ahead of yourself. Uh, uh, he does play way too much ISO, but a lot of that, again, is the coaching and the offense and all that works. Uh, I think that's I've noticed much. it much less over the last week. I certainly have. And one of the best things he did in the finals last year was play the ISO post-up range to set up passes for his teammates. He was a great passer. He carved up teams with his teammates. Teams game planned around taking away the passes that yep. he could do and carve them up. So all things pointing out. Uh, his very jumper has been gone since he came back to Cleveland for some reason. Um, he used to have a really like killer one in Miami, which has been un- un- unusable. Anyway, as I point out, these are good quibbles, many of which you know I've made in the past. But my point was with any uh, player, very few of these are indications of a low basketball IQ. Yes, to one. Number two, with any player of this high usage. He's going to do these bad things occasionally. You know, at some point, I challenged him. This is, high, this is the context. I was pointing out he gets, he's, his high usage means he's going to make some dumb plays occasionally, right? Because you're in the heat of the moment. You just, you just don't make the right decision. Uh, at some point, I challenged him to name higher IQ players, players with his usage. This was his response verbatim. Quote, I would trade LeBron straight up today for the following high-usage players, parentheses, not considering how they fit with the team. Steph, Draymond Green, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, Jimmy Butler, Paul Millsap. Mm. (laughs) Keep going. Uh, uh, Chris, meet the Hooper's dad, Paul. Uh, who else? And, and maybe oh, he adds a qualifier. And maybe uh, Anthony Davis, uh, Kyle Low- Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry, skinny Kyle Lowry or fat Kyle, Kyle Lowry, skinny Kyle, skinny Kyle Lowry, and Paul George. Quote: These are all players that I think make more good decisions than LeBron and still have very high usage rates. So he's qualifying here, you know. But he did say trade straight up for LeBron. Right now, these guys try hard all the time, too, as opposed to LeBron, who often has it on cruise control. Cruise control point, I think we, we, we mentioned, talked about with the, the players only meeting that you know, like the players were able to, like, you know, give him shit about when he, when he coasts, right? Mm-hmm. That was the key point of that article about how he does tend to coast and how the players want to hold him accountable for this shit. Um, who from that list would you actually trade LeBron straight up for right now? I think the only ones you can even consider, Steph, mm-hmm. Kawhi, mm-hmm. Paul George. Yeah, I mean, maybe. This is, this is that I would even consider, Pat. I agree. And, and, and uh, Anthony Davis. I think those are the only ones I'd even consider. I don't think – think, oh, and, and maybe Durant. We talked about this offline. Durant's Durant, injuries yeah. history makes me a little too worried. Fair, forget, fair, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Anthony Davis, if it, wasn't the, if it was last year, I might have done it, right, given, given the way, way he played last year. This year it's been to this point, you know, I don't know yeah. why – it's worrying enough much. you need to see him have a bounce back year before you do that. Exactly. Exactly. Chris Paul, an aging point guard? Are you kidding me? He's got like That's three, laughable. 
He's got two, maybe three years left of, of, of peak production. Can you imagine GM Versteeg when he announces the, the Cavs have traded LeBron James for Paul Millsap deal? <laughs> Paul Millsap. Can you Millsap. imagine that? Millsap was not. Jesus Christ. To, to be clear. To He's be clear, out of his mind. To be clear, Millsap was not, was not in his maybe pile. It was oh, yeah. in his for sure pile. <laughs> it was in his straight up today. Oh my god, him. that's so oh. good. Oh my god, Sticky, Sticky, we got, we gotta hit you with the finish. We gotta hit you with the finish. It's just so good. It's just so good. Paul uh, Millsap. Paul Millsap. Kyle, the ones you, the Kyle ones you, Lowry. Kyle Lowry. The, the ones you, I, for the most part, the guys you consider are guys that are a whole lot younger than LeBron. And you think you're going to like, yes. like in a real world, if they, if the Spurs called up and said, we'll trade you Kawhi for LeBron, I don't think we'd do it. But mm. Simmons has this game, which who says no first? Right, right, right. The Spurs say no first on that deal. <laughs> yeah. Right? They're like, no way. Yeah. We have years and years of Kawhi. He's 23 years old or 24, whatever he is. Right? Exactly. But I, we, we got to stop taking LeBron for granted here, man. Seriously. Seriously. This has gone way too, way too far. For example, the Draymond thing is interesting, Manny. He put Draymond up there. Uh, I wouldn't put him anywhere near on that list, uh, although I would love to have Draymond Green in my gene. Um, although I fucking hate him and I want to kill him. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously, given our rules of, of uh, no consequence. Uh, uh, you know, Dre is not nearly as skilled as LeBron. Dre in that – again, I feel like Dre is a really smart player. In a perfect um, system for him. Exactly. Exactly. It uses him exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I, when you make him – what we did against him in the finals last year was make him shoot, right, and then drive the basket. He's improved on driving the basket. I still feel like there's something to be gotten out of that if the rest of the guys are playing home on their guys so he has no one to pass to, right? Watching Dre Green try and go straight to the basket by himself, if a guy is on him, you know, yeah, I, I just he's not that fast. He's a kind of a fat six foot seven power forward. Yeah, this this is some of the dumbest stuff from first week ever. Who shoots? Who shoots like sixty five percent from the free throw line, yet somehow hits forty percent of his three pointers, which I don't understand, and I just don't think is sustainable. No, it is not. I think at some point he's coming crashing to earth, and that's one of our one of our few great hopes right now. Um, what one last little thing uh, on the uh, LeBron IQ thing? What, what are you opening up? Oh, I thought I got an important letter, but I didn't. Keep going. That was the loudest letter open all, all time. What kind of letter opener do you have? It's called my finger. Jesus. Tear it open like a bear. Is your finger like made of granite? It's just like rocks just grinding as you know. Anyway, uh, 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 so so Lowe had had a had a had a tweet uh, about LeBron against the Spurs, uh, saying one little LBJ thing from last night on defensive rebounds by any other Cav, 
LeBron would veer across the court, always mm. the opposite side from Kawhi, and confuse matchups and transitions. He did it consistently all night long. Now, is that just like, oh, he's just running away from Kawhi, or is that a high basketball IQ? That's high basketball IQ. LeBron has an extremely high basketball IQ. I forwarded you the, the tweet from Haralabal Vulgaris, right? Yes. Remind me of it, though? Just talking. Somebody was trying to tell him that LeBron didn't have a high basketball IQ, and he just went bonkers. He was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. LeBron is one of the high. Oh, it was because he had that. You know LeBron had that quote where they were asking him about oh. doing plays differently. He's like, you're going to ask me to shut off my brain when I have one of the highest basketball IQs mm-hmm. ever? Right. And somebody tweeted that at, at uh, Vulgaris and – to sort of be like, what an asshole LeBron is. He's like, no, he's right. He's right. Exactly. Like, I mean, I, I, for four years, I hated LeBron James more than any other athlete in professional sports. Um, I said so many horrible things about his character, about himself as a person and a human being, uh, as a, uh, you know, the, the worst thing I've seen about him is he was stubborn. He was arrogant. He was uh, ignorant in many ways. But low basketball IQ was never anything I would ever have accused him of or tried to, to pin him on. Uh, it's just, just I, this is classic uh, 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 taking for granted, taking LeBron for granted. Yes. What this is. Yes, and also classic for Stieg. <laughs> find, find a niche position and really harden yourself into arguing for it against all reason. I can't wait for him to come back at us when he listens uh, oh, to this oh, about oh. how right he was. I just want to say, Maddie, how, how brave you and I have been for, for, for taking Stiggy apart without him on the podcast. So uh, <laughs> we it are would ruin it to have him here, honestly. No, it's, it just, true. it's true. It I, would I, devolve. You and, I, you and I discussed very seriously about bringing him in because it was, it was such a terrible take. We felt like we had him in mind, but you made a really compelling case, Maddie, that he just sidetracked the whole podcast. And no. this would be a three-hour podcast. We don't, we don't, we ain't got time for that shit. Three uh, hours of us telling him that LeBron has a high basketball IQ and him digging out the dumbest reasons why, yeah. why we're wrong. No, but, we were, we we're to wise to avoid that. But Sticky, but Sticky, we do owe you. We, 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 we. What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, uh, and we didn't give you a chance to respond, so we will bring you in at some point. Sometime, maybe. <laughs> Sometime, maybe. <laughs> That's a promise. It's a promise. We'll bring you in sometime, maybe. All right, you can take uh, us to the bank. We, we are just over an hour at the moment. Uh, let's let's roll through some Browns bric-a-brac here. Uh, uh, two, minutes, two minutes on the Browns. Yes, uh, Harvard Club uh, speed round. Harvard Club. Uh, uh, we got we got what five Harvard guys. Uh, we, uh, the the uh, Sashi Brown, uh, De Podesta, De Podesta, uh, the new director, player, manager. I've already forgotten his name. Uh, uh, another a black member of the staff, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, who else? Love- who else is Harvard? Uh, uh, the president, right? Alex Shiner. Alex Shiner. Harvard. Yeah. There's four guys from Harvard. Who else? Is there a fifth? I don't know. But everyone's freaked out about uh, Browns having a bunch of Harvard guys. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you know. Where, where do you want guys from? Hey, yeah. Oklahoma State. DeVry. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't have a problem with this at all. I, I mean, the we'll see. Listen, let's let's see what sort of decisions they make. I'm not willing to anoint them with anything yet. No, but, of course not. But they deserve a shot. The I'm forgetting the guy. The name of the it's a really is a kid. He's 28 years old. 28. The guy that they got 28 to be not the GM but the director of player personnel or whatever they're calling it, reporting to 
to Sashi Brown. Did you see that they the Browns have retained all of their college scouts, and they've that had a like pretty consistent college scouting for the last. They said there's guys that have been there since Heckert. That's amazing. Um, and they're keeping them. I mean, well, you know. it's not amazing when you consider all the turnover. No one, no one's really had time to get rid of the scouts. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess that's one guys. argument, right? You take, you know, you 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 keep them for one year. You got to keep them for the second year, right? To to to, to do the handover. If uh, if Farmer had lasted the second year, I bet he would have started cleaning house, right? That's uh, probably true. Uh, but he didn't get a chance to do it. But at the same time, that is that that, that does bode in our favor. All that continuity. Yeah. So um, I I like it. I love. I mean, we've talked about this, but having an uh really uh the number of uh, black guys we have in our front office is a good thing. I think in a sport that's super underrepresented there, mm-hmm. um, that's a good thing. And, prob- yeah. and probably good for Taslam's reputation for dealing with minorities. Yeah. You think he's doing it mostly from a PR perspective? No, no I don't actually. Yeah, I don't either. I, that's, I, that's probably just a I have an unintended benefit. I haven't asked that, but uh, it's it's the kind of thing that people think about and ask about. Uh, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think I think he's picked guys that are right for the job, and it just so happens um, yeah. that the person's a color. Yeah. Um, Johnny, I think Demes- it's a good thing. Johnny domestic abuse. Oh, How soon geez. can we cut him? I think it's uh, what is it? February 9th? February 9th. Ooh, it's coming up. That's eight short days. I mean, they got to do it. Was this one really domestic abuse? It sounded more like his was, girlfriend it, it, was a little alarmed by his behavior, and some of it was sort of threatening to her. But I thought I thought people had heard stuff and called the cops because they could hear them arguing, kind of thing. Um, yeah, but I don't think I don't think was there a heli- the, was there a helicopter called out at some point or something crazy to uh, search for him. I've heard that rumor. Yeah, I heard that rumor. But like, I don't think charges are being. Not that that's a sign that that something didn't happen because you know we know how that goes, but. But here's the other thing. Do we have? It to... sounds like more of a, he was a danger to himself and just sort of crazy than than anything else. But do we have to lay him off immediately on February February ninth, or or should we try, try to trade him for a conditional seventh, pick? Seventh, in... seventh, seventh round pick, conditional pick. Yeah, exactly. ten years. I'd cut him immediately, in my opinion. Yeah, I w- I, I, w- I would not be. Here's I'd cut point. him for basketball for basketball for football reasons. <laughs> you cut him for a basketball. If you get they give you a Spalding, you cut him. <laughs> it's getting to that point now I, I feel like i feel like um i can get behind the idea of just holding on to him till team activities right like who gives a shit if he's getting headlines he's not in the he's not in cleveland he's not around the team uh let's see if we can get if we can hook somebody to say hey you can get him now at this contract whatever all we want is you're worth a seventh rounder like to get something out of it, right? I uh, guess I'd be fine with that, but I'd also be fine with them just cutting ties because there's. I, I don't think we're gonna get. Be able to get I just. I want that face I, out I, of my I, mouth. I don't think we can get a single thing for him. Um, but he did show promise. And who in their right mind would trade for him? They know we're gonna cut him. Yeah, I know it's true. They know we're gonna well, cut oh, him. Well, well, you, you don't have to get into a bidding war with somebody else, right? Yeah, but I mean, come on, a bidding war for Johnny Manziel? That's gonna yeah. happen. I don't know. I don't know. I'm Maddie. I'm grasping the straws here. I'm trying to get something out of this. He's, let's just be glad that we're almost done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. We're gonna have a new quarterback to disappoint us in three months. What do you think about the people? Uh, the new quarterback everyone was talking about that we're gonna draft, which I don't. The I kid from North Dakota. 
Yeah, what the fuck, man? man? I don't know. That's got to be garbage, right? That seems, seems crazy garbage, to me. Right? I mean, we're not taking him with the second pick in the draft. I'll no, tell you that. Jesus Christ. Uh, hey, Flash Gordon back? Yes, it sort of seems like him. he might be. I mean, we, he we should bring back. He can play well, football. Absolutely, right? And more importantly, I'd love to see if you can, can get through to him, right? Yeah. It seems like if anybody can, he might be able to. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I'd, be happy, I'd be happy with Josh Bass. Very exciting tweet. Uh, uh, let me see if I can pull up the uh, the actual tweet your your brother sent to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, he didn't send to us. He quoted it. Nah, it's not quite the same thing. But uh, uh, you know, basically, hashtag mouths to feed. It was it was more along the lines of number one, if you're here to help me play football and make it the focus of my career, and not you know, give me other distractions. Great, get on board. If you're not here for that, I'm sorry. I cut you out of my life. Yeah. But the, but the phrase cut you out of my life is a very, you know, for what I know of AA and stuff like that is, is a very, you know, AA type type theme. So if, if it sounds like he's serious with it, maybe, you know, he, he's certainly not one to be very PR oriented. No. All he's the more a, reason to get rid of Johnny too, by the way. Yeah, exactly. So uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully Josh is on board because holy shit, that dude can destroy this league. Yeah, he's like great. He's the town for it. So, uh, all right. Uh, uh, no time to look at look ahead at the schedule. Um, you know, we can talk later in, in future podcasts about whether it's good or bad that we get no more gigantic tests. Right? We have no more games against the Spurs or the Warriors. Hey, we so got we the Thunder in Oklahoma City. We got the Clippers in LA. Oh, oh no, we got some. We got some tests. You know, just like we, we had tests tonight. I feel like tonight was a decent test, right? Uh, you know, we were tired coming off of an emotional victory. But I, I mean, I take your point. Nothing. There's no real test until there's, we face the no, Warriors again. There's no yeah, which is one good and bad. The bad part is we don't get the full test right. Are we yeah. going to be able to handle these guys? But it also means we get to fucking relax, Maddie. Yeah, we get to I have agree. fun. As our as our buddy Ned said, this team has become so fucking fun to watch, and you know, we should enjoy it, Patty, rather exactly. than worrying all the time like you do. It, precisely. Rather than worry all the time like I do, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Just uh, the strut. There we go. Yeah. All righty. That does it for the Cleveland Sports Hour. Until next time, this is Maddie and Patty saying. Friendship. Friendship. Friendship.